Now the, the name of the Lord Jesus Christ be praised. What a grace that he has showered upon us to come to a new month, the first week of a new month. And now we have a beautiful calendar almanac to follow. After Easter, we've been meditating upon the post-resurrected appearance of the Lord Jesus Christ until we came to the Pentecostal day. And week before we uh, thought about the promise of the Spirit of God and last week, we thought about the transformation that the Spirit of God can make in the life of a man. And I'm glad to hear the responses of our people, how they were blessed with uh, the service that we have, even though we are not able to come together. And it's my prayer that as we enter into a practical time of our spirituality, being strengthened by the power of the Holy Spirit, these services, though we do not come together, but united together in the Spirit of God, sitting in our own homes and making our homes a sanctuary to come together to worship the Lord. May the Lord speak to us. May the Lord fill us with the Spirit of God or we love the presence of God and entreat us to profitably use our lives and means for the glory of God. Today is the Trinity Sunday. We praise the Lord for God the Father, God the Son and God the Holy Spirit. As I have told, uh, there is a lot of confusion for many people to understand the triune God. For a child of God, it's, it's very easy because God in the creation, he is the father. God in salvation, he is the son. And God in preserving the church, he is the Holy Spirit. But God is the same. So we have a triune, a one God with us. And that God is now, as the Spirit of God, uh, with us, dwells in us, and uh, able to guide us in all our ways, so that our life will become a witness of the Lord. And this day, as we uh, celebrate the Trinity Sunday, the main focus of this day is the mission that the Lord has bestowed upon us. Having been filled with the Holy Spirit, the disciples started going out. We know that they were shut inside a room and they were waiting, 120 people were waiting on that day where the Spirit of God came upon them and they were strengthened and empowered to stand before the people and preach the gospel. And they started their ministry, the ministry of the apostles. And down through the book of the persons, we read how the Spirit of God was strengthening them, guiding them, using them, empowering them to share the gospel to so many, to take the gospel all over Asia Minor. And wherever they went, they spoke about Christ Jesus crucified. 
and the salvation that was available through Jesus Christ and people started coming to the fold of Christ Jesus and they started churches and went on and went on and the gospel of Christ started transforming people through the ministry of the apostles though they were covered as we thought last week though they were so weak and feeble the spirit of god strengthened them and started using them for a particular purpose for which the lord has called us even now as we continue our spiritual journey being filled with the power of the holy spirit or being renewed in the power of the holy spirit as we celebrated the pentecostal day it is our responsibility it is our the the purpose of our life to go out and preach the gospel that is the last commandment of the lord jesus christ that is given to the whole mankind uh, through the disciples the gospel portion that we have read is that therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the father and the son and the holy spirit teach these new disciples to obey all the commands that i have given you and he has pr- promised one thing be sure that i will be with you so it is the, it is the responsibility of each believer who be called by the lord jesus christ or rather i would say who been washed by the blood of the lord jesus christ and who been having the filling of the holy spirit in their lives it obviously means where they have changed their life as the abode of christ to go and preach the gospel and i want to just like to share with you some of the thoughts that the spirit of god has given in my life what is mission we've been talking about mission and we've been on uh, doing a lot of evangelism we have mission fields and we praise god that the csi and the cni churches have the maximum mission fields in india and elsewhere we have lot of missionaries working in different states of india and we praise god for the vision of our forefathers the vision of our bishops who led the church to establish mission fields and work for the lord as the testimony of the lord then what is mission on the outside the spirit of god on it is an obedience mission is an obedience obedience to what obedience to the commandment of the lord jesus christ as we just read in matthew chapter 28 verse 19 and 10 it is the responsibility of each believer as i told and you are called to be an evangelist or a missionary you know when uh, we turn to acts chapter 19 verse 15 we know how paul was called he was soul and saul was uh, you know rushing into the city of damascus to find out if there is anybody who follows christianity to cast out of them and to destroy them completely because he was so enthusiastic in uh, in what he has learned from 
the Mosaic law. He was so loyal and he was so trustworthy to uh, to what he believed uh, as he learned from the Mosaic law. But having met the Lord Jesus Christ at the at the door of or at the gate of Damascus, having been changed, we read in chapter nine of Acts that he became blind. He became blind and he came. Back. But the Spirit of God started speaking to a person and uh, uh, he uh, spoke to Ananias, verse 10. Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision and calling Ananias. He answered, yes, Lord, go over to State Street, to the house of Judas. When you arrive, ask for Saul of Tyrus. He is praying to me right now. I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming and laying his arm so that he can see again. So we see that the Lord is using Ananias to give sight back to Saul. But Ananias was so frightened because he knew this man of Saul of Tyrus. And Ananias is saying, oh Lord, you know that man is so furious, that man went, you know, uh, uh, is terrible things, he has done terrible things to the believers in Jerusalem. And uh, we hear that he's been authorized by the leaders, uh, leading priests to arrest every believer in Damascus on this time. And he was terrified to do that. He was so afraid of this man because he had been doing terrible things to the believers. And he's been authorized by the leaders of the Roman Empire to destroy the people. But there is a beautiful answer told by the Lord to Ananias in verse 15. The Lord said, Go and do what I have said, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to the king as well as to the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for him. And the answer to Ananias is very, very important to think at this junction. He says, go and do what I have told you because I have chosen him as my instrument to go and preach the gospel. My dear beloveds, if this is told about Saul, I tell you every Christian is being called to go and to stand as the ministry or the, rather the minister of the gospel. So it is our responsibility. If we are, you know, called by God, or rather I would say, if we have received the salvation and the joy of salvation fills our heart, it is merely our responsibility to share the, the, the joy with others. Suppose we have got uh, 10 million dollars uh, as a, uh, a lotto or lottery ticket and uh, you know the moment that we know that we are the recipient of the lottery and uh, the, the amount is 10 million think about the joy that will fill your heart and how will you respond you will jump around you will make glory you will make a lot of noise and you will go around and tell and there are some people who don't uh, they will uh, keep it secret also but usually you will have that tendency to share the joy with others yes i have received a blessing in my life 
let me tell you my dear beloveds if you have received the blessing of salvation if you are being forgiven by the blood of, by the lord and cleansed by the blood of the lord and you have been joined together to the family of god as the children of god it is merely your responsibility and in obedience to the call of god as Saul obeyed and became an apostle of gentiles to go around and share what the lord has done in your life and to share with others that he can do the same with their life also so mission is an obedience to the call of god and if you have that that uh, sense of calling of god obey what the lord has told you when we come to first corinthians chapter uh, 9 again paul uh, he explains something more about uh, uh, his responsibility and mission in first corinthians chapter 9 verse 17 onwards he says for preaching the good news is not something i can boast about i'm compelled by god to do it how terrible for me if i didn't do that there is another translation which says necessity is laid upon me necessity is laid upon me and woe unto me if i don't preach the gospel of the lord paul you know after being converted as i've been explaining he now went to the, the to corinth and then to the people of corinth uh, who were been uh, saved by his ministry and formed as a church is telling oh, i'm bound to do that i'm called for that and it is my responsibility i don't have to i don't have anything to boast about if i preach the gospel because that is for it is for that i am called and he says yes necessity is laid upon me i'm compelled to do that if i don't do how terrible it is oh unto me if i don't preach the gospel my dear beloved have you ever had that sense of responsibility as paul had here to preach the gospel it is your responsibility it is the other side of the coin the coin of salvation if you have experienced salvation one side is your own experience of salvation that is forgiveness of your sin and the other side of the coin is to go and tell others who are still not being delivered, still not being saved, to go and tell there is a savior and there is a way of salvation. And that's what Paul says. You know, uh, I would like to read some more ways, uh, verses from uh, 1st Corinthians. He says down 19 onwards, uh, this means I'm not bound to obey people just because they pay me. Yet I have become a servant of everyone. And I'm coming down. And it's a beautiful verses. 
you know, it says, when I am with the Gentiles who do not have the Jews law, I fit in with them as much as I can. In this way, I gain their confidence and bring them to Christ. But I do not discard the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are oppressed, I share their oppression so that I might bring them to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone so that I might bring them to Christ. I do all this to spread that good news and in doing so, I enjoy his blessings. Oh, what a beautiful verses. I love those verses. What is Paul saying over here? Paul is telling, I'm identifying myself with those people who are without law. I'm identifying myself with those people who are oppressed. And I'm identified with uh, the fellow Jewish people who are under law. I'm identifying by finding a common ground on which I can identify those people. And the intention of doing that is not to become one among them. Not to enjoy what they are enjoying. But I have one intention. I have to bring them to Christ. I have to bring them to the Christ. The burden of soul. The burden of soul. I had my professor in my college and I, uh, I still remember. That on the last day. My professor stood in the class and told. My boys, you are graduating. And you'll be out of the seminary within a few days, going back to our respective place where the Lord has called you to be. And don't forget to win souls. Don't forget to have burden of those who are perishing. Perishing without Christ Jesus. That was a great message to me and the same message came to me once again the previous day of my ordination my bishop late right reverend mc marty three called us personally individually to have an interview with us and i was led into his room i sat opposite him and he uh, appreciated a lot of things in my life that he found out to be a minister. And the last sentence, Tirimeni told me, Willie, you can build church. You can build that one. You can build a lot, a lot, a lot of things. But when you are engaged in those things, don't ever forget to save souls. Bringing souls to Christ is the primary responsibility. I would say once again how the Spirit of God talked to me. Even when I was not ordained, I was a preacher of the Word of God. And I was invited to one of a union convention in North Carolina, where late Isha Martimathios Thirimeni was the chairman for that meeting. 
and he was sharing the meeting tirmeni was sharing the meeting and i sat as the speaker by the side of tirmeni and tirmeni you know we just got introduced to each other is about tirmeni tirmeni asked me my name and i told uh, my name is william abraham and also uh, and forth and i told i am an ordinate god willing i will be uh, ordained in me and tirmeni within that short time turned to me and asked me really what is the success of a pastor now i told what to tell to tirmeni you know because this tirmeni i am only an ordinary and tirmeni started telling me really when you go to a church you can build the church you can build parish halls you can build parsonages you can do lot in this thing like lot of things and when you are transferred in the double body the people will say oh this such and built a new church or this such and built the parsonage it is in, in the time of this such and this this these things were done but it is not there the success of a pastor lies and then uh, he told me there many really the success of a pastor lies in how much the people have come closer to the lord than you first joined the church i'll repeat how much the people have come close to the lord than you uh, took over the church in the beginning and this is what motivates me to preach the word of god in the church i want my people to come closer to the lord I want my people to experience salvation in their life if they are not. And I want my people to have the experience of what born again. And Paul says that I have already identified with these people. For what purpose? So that I can bring them to the Lord. Oh my dear beloveds, it is the call of God. and is the aim of each or it should be the aim of each believer to bring others to the no, uh, saving knowledge of Christ Jesus and preaching the word of God but then continuing what is the mission the mission is is it just going and proclaiming the gospel is just sharing the word of God with others mission is something more mission is showing christ to the world showing christ to the world and how can we show christ to the world yes preaching or sharing the gospel with others is one means i do agree but something more significant that uh, is there than sharing the gospel what is that it is not just sharing the gospel but it is living the gospel so mission is living the gospel let christ be manifested in us let those who are around us those who are in darkness of their sins see a difference in our lives see Christ Jesus and his salvation in our own lives so 
so they will be attracted by our lives to come to the lord there are two most important appointments or designations that the lord has given us which we know because those are very popular in matthew chapter 5:13 jesus says that you are the salt of the earth in matthew chapter 5:16 he says that you are the light of the world and we have heard a lot of sermons over it so i don't want to elaborate it but i would just say salt is being melt so that it can share the same to others it can make others tasty more by being losing the identification it makes others to be more tasty and more meaningful in their lives by being light it eradicates the darkness around and bring people into the light fold of life it means you in and through your lives you have to live a life that will show forth Christ Jesus to others i would just go once again to first uh, corinthians chapter 9 uh, and i'll read one more verse from there verse 27 it says like this i discipline my body like an athlete training training it to do what it should otherwise i fear that after preaching to others i myself might be disqualified we you know uh, the verses you know before that it is uh, uh, it's, it's beautiful verses remember that in a race everyone runs but only one person gets the prize you also must run in such a way that you will win all other and talking about that and polystyling i discipline my life of my body like an athlete training so that i will win otherwise what will happen otherwise i fear that after preaching to others i myself might be disqualified yes my dear beloveds paul is talking about uh, a life that will show forth how to win the race let me ask you my dear this morning mission mission is not something that the missionaries do in our mission fields mission is not something that we go and share is not only something that we go and share with others but i would say the primary uh, means of being mission is to live a life live as the salt of the earth and as the light of the world it in other words gospel in action gospel in action that is a beautiful parable that the lord has shared with his disciples there was a conversation in luke chapter 10 and in luke chapter 10 the, the conversation is so beautiful and there it says 
it talks about uh, who is the real neighbor you know the story so i don't have to explain the story with you and the story of the good samaritan and uh, jesus replied you know there was a, a, a man traveling on a trip from jerusalem to jericho he was attacked by you know uh, the, the robbers the bandits and they stripped him his clothes and money and beat him and left him there a jewish priest came and he went off and then um, he crossed and a temple assistant uh, walked a levite walked over and looked at him lying there and he also passed by then talking about a samaritan who came and you know the story of good samaritan or what samaritan has done over there what was or what you know prompted him to do like that and what is mission i would just like to uh, to illustrate how uh, gospel in action or what does it means to say gospel in action when the when the jewish priest crossed over and when the levite also so looked at him lying and passed by the samaritan came and samaritan stopped over there and the samaritan went and dressed the wounds of this man and i do believe the feeling that the samaritan had if i don't do who will do if i don't do something to this man to help him if i don't do something to save his life who will do it he didn't want to leave that matter to somebody else he didn't want to wait for somebody else to come and help this man to uh, get survived or to save his life and to to to, to you know to nurse to him but he said it is my responsibility if i don't do who will do it it's my responsibility to go down to that person so he climbed down from the animal on which he was or uh, traveling and he went down kneeling down the samaritan soothed his wounds with medicine and bandaged them that is gospel mission to be the first aid person at the need of somebody my dear beloveds when we look around we see lot of evangelists lot of preachers lot of people those who say they are born with souls the perishing souls they want to go around enjoying all the facilities of this world traveling in fallacious travel travel means living in fallacious or luxurious hotels and coming to the stage in full suit and in air conditioned day and preach the gospel and say and this are known as evangelists but they very seldom come down to a person who been wounded and been stranded over the on the road side and this evening i was hearing the uh, the story of a young man in uh, living 
somewhere in Albay. His name is Vinay. His story was brought uh, to the limelight by Mother Fumi. He did not. He did not know who were his parents. His aunt told that parents were dead, but he don't believe that his parents were dead. He was thrown out to the street. He explained how we, he was, uh, you know, went around into different cities, into Bangalore and then to Bombay, and started uh, living in the in the banks of the river seashore, you know, selling, you know, budgies and everything. Then he came back. He came back to Trivandrum, and he there on the side of an auto rickshaw, he saw an advertisement about an open school. And by the help of somebody whose name was mentioned by him, which I don't want to mention here, and uh, by the help of those people, he started studying over there. And those people fed him. And those people gave close to him. And then uh, during the lockdown, he went back. Uh, he came down during the lockdown. He was riding over a cycle. And the police stopped him. And asked him, where are you going in the lockdown season? He said, I'm going to the community kitchen for food. And the police were enthusiastic to know much about him. And when he started telling the story, he narrated all his experience. And he told, I don't have food. I'm going to the community kitchen so that I will get food. And in the curiosity, the policeman asked, how did you live these days? And the boy, uh, replied to the policeman said, Sir, do you know how to live with bread and water? One packet of bread is enough for me for three days because I dip the bread in water and eat it and I live for three days with one packet of bread. The story was uh, revealed and brought by the mother for me and there are numerous people. And he uh, told the names. You know, Babati called him, Mohanlal called him, and so many others, so many others called him and supported him. And they promised him that they will meet the expense of uh, this man's education. And he is now in full hope, in full hope. But the sad thing is, when he narrated the names of those people who called him, and you know, extended the hands of love and support to this poor boy, I didn't hear a single name of a Christian. Not even a single person whose name was a Christian name called him and stole him. Yes, we heard your story and we are ready to support. The Lord Jesus Christ has told us and commanded in his commandments, love your neighbor as you love yourself. That is gospel in action, my dear beloveds. My time is over. I have to conclude. So mission, as we think about the mission that the Lord has given us, it is not only preaching the gospel, but it is just living the gospel. Gospel in action, loving our neighbor as ourselves. As the Samaritan told, if I don't, who will care for my neighbor? So I will be the first aid to my neighbor. 
my dear beloveds and then in this and the story of the good samaritan we read about sharing what he had with that uh, man he took money and to that you know uh, you know man he gave it and he told keep this money with you and spend it for this if anything more you want i'll come and he was ready to share what he had are we ready to share god has blessed us with lots and lots of blessing material blessings and lot of other things are we ready to share and make gospel real to the people mission is obedience mission is a obedience to the call of god mission is living a life of christ it is just sharing with others may god bless us to share and make mission possible and real in our lives